And now, time to get in the huddle with your host, Charles Prodger Ritchie, here on the Mass Steel Podcast. Hey, you blink, I'll cut your eyelids off. Don't you blink. Let's go. You get where you feel like you can rush the quarterback. You understand? Rush the quarterback. Do you have room in the trophy for another one there? You got six of them. Now you're the winningest franchise in NFL history. We'll make room. And good evening, everybody. Welcome to yet another edition here of the Man of Steel podcast here. Going on Facebook Live only tonight. Well, of course, yours truly, Charles Brown's Richie right now. And we are uh, going to recap right now. Uh, the Steelers right now, but off to a good start. Uh, in free agency, uh, $84.65 million in counting as we look at on Spotrack uh, right now. And uh, that is also confirmed by uh, Jerry Dulek of the Pittsburgh Post-Gazette right now. The Steelers, they have uh, been big spenders uh, first time in a long time, uh, as we have seen uh, so far six new faces to the club uh, definitely a very uh, good, helpful needs that proved to be vital uh, for the coming season right now. Uh, even post beyond Bev Rosberger, too. I mean, his career right now. Uh, the itch for niche, uh, they now call it uh, Mitchburg, as Joe Starkey likes to refer to it, in Pittsburgh right now. So it's Mitchburg uh, eventually going to be coming up, too. Uh, did that prove to be one of the mistakes right there? Uh, for the quarterback position, does this kill the Steelers need to even draft a quarterback at this point in time? Uh, we'll get to that in just a second. But anyway, if you guys want to feel free to tune in, uh, check me out. I am streaming live, like I said, on my Mass Steel podcast Facebook page. Uh, we're going to be uh, getting into it. Plus, some exciting NFL news uh, coming up uh, with Monday Night Football that was announced last week. The new additions of Joe Buck and Troy Aikman. Hear my thoughts on that a little bit layer towards the end of the show. Then also some sad news too on the late Professor John Clayton as he has passed away this past uh, Friday, a true icon in the NFL media. Got a chance to meet him one time in person at my broadcast school. Uh, one of the most uh, humble and observational smart geniuses uh, that were out there as far as like paying attention to Free agency, he even covered the Steelers a long time ago, too, back in the 70s, a true icon. And most, a lot of people remember him from ESPN. Uh, condolences go out to him and his uh, family right now uh, on their loss, the Clayton family, and, of course, uh, many of his colleagues, uh, too, at ESPN. Of course, more famously, Sean Salisbury, uh, who they used to do uh, back in, in the late, early 2000s, they used to do uh, segments together. And one of their famous segments, uh, if you guys want to stream this on YouTube, uh, check out Four Downs uh, back on ESPN, where you'd see John Clayton and, and Sean Salisbury. Sean Salisbury, who had a short NFL career, I believe it was. But anyway, they had a good uh, cordial relationship over time and uh, very animated uh, topics and debates right there. So uh, thoughts go out to him as well there. Sorry if you're lost, Sean. But let's go ahead and get it, get started right now. Uh, like I said, we got some uh, deals coming up right here. 
uh, beginning with James uh, Daniels, uh, three-year. Uh, he, he has been uh, signed uh, coming up uh, for this uh, uh, time right now as we uh, looked at. Uh, James uh, Daniels, he signed a three-year, $26.5 million uh, contract uh, with the Steelers, which includes an $8.75 million signing bonus, uh, which is guaranteed and an average salary of $8.83 uh, million uh, right now. So we're in a base salary of $1.25 uh, million uh, coming up in this one. Uh, for uh, this year, and uh, that is definitely a uh, huge signing right there as we look at it uh, for right now. I mean, uh, James Daniels right now, uh, who seems to be uh, pretty good for the most part. I mean, you talk about, like, uh, what was the main uh, elephant in the room with this team. I mean, was the offensive line. I mean, it wasn't just the run blocking, which Najee Harris had the battle with in his rookie year, but then you also look at the the protection of the quarterback, too. Uh, he is a former Chicago Bear right now. Uh, he started uh, 48 out of his 54 uh, games in his uh, career. Uh, three full seasons as a – I mean, at least uh, th two uh, seasons where he started all of his games. Uh, the, the only two where he did not uh, – where he had uh, five games he played in 2020 – and they started 10 out of 16 in his rookie year uh, from the Chicago Bears. He was a former uh, Iowa uh, graduate right there. Uh, he was selected in the second round, 39th overall in the 2018 NFL draft. Uh, he comes on board right now. And that's going to be a real interesting uh, spot right there. I mean, uh, James Daniels right there. I mean, left guard right there has familiarity with Mitch Trubisky, as you can imagine, right there, too. I mean, you look at the Chicago Bears, too. I mean, like, uh, who's going for a transition right now, their second year uh, with Justin Fields. And you look at what they've been able to do right now. I mean, no no surprise there. Their offensive line has been a uh, struggle uh, for a long time or in terms of, like, uh, giving it good uh, run protection and stuff. For the most part, but uh, anyway, too, I mean, the Chicago Bears, for the most part, I mean, when, when you look at it, I mean, the last uh, two years, aside from 2021, I mean, they were ranked in the top at least like uh, 13 as far as like uh, sacks allowed uh, when he was uh, last year uh, playing with the Chicago Bears. I mean, it, I mean, the last three seasons, excuse me. I mean, they given up at least uh, 45 in 2019, 25 in 2013, and, of course, 33 in his rookie year. I mean, the 2018 year seemed to be a much better year. But as far as, like, the Bears uh, giving up, like, uh, sacks that year, I mean, for uh, 2021, uh, they, they given up at least 58 sacks, which is a problem right there. So we'll see what kind of, like, uh, what this does. For his team going forward right now. I mean, a guy like uh, James Daniels right now, who uh, likes to see what he's going to be able to contribute, uh, hopefully add some better uh, protection for the quarterback, uh, too. But I think when you have a guy like uh, Mitch Trubisky, who has, I mean, the elements, I mean, like where a lot of people feel like he is coachable and younger, 
Uh, two, the plan is to have uh, Trubisky challenge Rudolph as a replacement for Ben Rosberg, per sources. Deal does not affect Rudolph's uh, stance with the team. He is not expected to be traded or asked for a trade. But, I mean, when you look at a guy like Mitch Trubisky, a two-year 14 and a quarter-million-dollar deal, $27 million with incentives right here. Now, I mean, you, you look at it right there, too, and, like, uh, right there, when you're paying a guy this much money, I mean, to go out there and play, uh, you're not usually using that as a uh, backup. Now, remember, I mean, you look at a guy like uh, Mason Rudolph, who – basically signed a one-year extension with the team a year ago. He is uh, playing this year where he's going to be earning uh, $3 million, $1.04 million uh, remaining of his uh, signing bonus. Uh, he's going to be carrying a cap of over $4 million for this season right now. Now, I mean, the verdict is still out for a guy like uh, Mason Rudolph right now. I mean, he is a guy who hasn't won a game in three years now, uh, Mason Rudolph. I mean, look, let's look at the tail of the tape once again. 5-4-1 as a starter. He's only won one game uh, since that uh, Cleveland Browns uh, fiasco with Miles Garrett on Thursday night football. Uh, which he did not finish, but he was still a starter. He got credited with the win that was on the road in Cincinnati. Uh, versus the Bengals, where he won 8-16, completing 50% of his passes, only throwing for a net yardage of 72 yards, and where he got sacked in that game once for 13 uh, yards. I mean, uh, since that uh, Browns incident right there, including that game, he has been 1-2-1 and one, uh, for the overall, which Browns with a 5-4-1 record, 13 touchdowns, 10 interceptions, and – in the most part, he's still completing 61% of his passes. His, his police percentage was not all that bad. But I think when you look at a guy like possibly keeping like around Mason Rudolph around here, I mean, how much more is it going to be where, you know, he's going to feel frustrated right now is what you, what you do right now. I mean, I, I would think for at this uh, time being, if the Steelers do possibly still decide to draft a quarterback, I got to believe that Mason Rudolph is going to be the odd man out. Because Dwayne Haskins, I can still see them uh, keeping around probably their scout quarterback. It doesn't make any sense to keep Joshua Dobbs on his quarterback death chart. I mean, to be honest with you, I, I, I would think it'd be more Mason Rudolph. Mason Rudolph would still feel like he's got a chance to be a starter in this league somewhere, I mean, deep downside, where he could still want to prove himself. But, I mean, at the same time, the jury is, too, he is more of a good backup quarterback than anything. And a, and a pretty solid back backup quarterback. I think right now, like I said, I, I think Mike Tom and everyone, they got their eyes open going into this year. Got to give the guys some tough love uh, for right now and see what you can roll with. Uh, and also, too, uh, speaking of linemen, too, uh, aside from James uh, Daniels, who they just signed, he is a center right here. But like I said, he's played most of his uh, career as guard. We also got in here, too, uh, Mason Cole. He was signed to a three-year $15.75 million deal per source. 
Uh, he started 39 out of 60 games. He last suffered an elbow injury in week 15 where he started three games playing guard. Prior to that, he started midseason in place of Garrett Bradbury due to uh, COVID-19. Uh, uh, he was a former uh, Viking right here. When you look at a guy like uh, James, uh, I mean, uh, Mason Cole right here. Ma Ma Mason Cole, who seems to be going to uh, this year uh, for this season. I mean, hell of a tale right now. He's only played one season with the Vikings right now. And uh, he's played primarily his career uh, with the Cardinals. And two out of his three seasons, he's played as their starting uh, center right there. So we'll see how much uh, competition this is going to be right now. As uh, a guy like Kendrick Green, is he going to like slot over to like a natural guard position going to this year? Only time will tell on that. And and I, I just I just feel like the biggest thing for right now, not only the run blocking, but protect the quarterback. I think those gotta be the main two objectives. I tell you the one surprise move right here, too, is uh Chooks a core for uh signed a three year twenty-nine point two five million dollar deal. Uh he is back with the Steelers right now uh for this year. Uh, is, is he, he's been a, a very solid young uh, prospect here. Uh, he's going to be uh, turning uh, 25 years old this August right now. I mean, guy who's still got a lot of potential. Remember, he was drafted at the age of 20 before when he got there. And a guy uh, who has some question marks coming out of Western Michigan, a former third round, 92nd overall pick. I mean, let, let's face it right now. I mean, he did not have the best of years, but at the same time, too, I think what really stands out about him is the starts now. He's only missed one game in his last two seasons right now. So I, I got to believe the jury's still out on the guy like him right now. Still got to believe he's going to be a big full-time uh, starter. They could still count on uh, for this team going forward as they look at it. But for right now, this is what I look at. I mean, Chooks will move forward for, I mean, no surprise. I think Mike Tomlin likes to re-guide some guys, reward some guys who put in their time right now. And I think he's a guy that, you know, you keep on the self-offensive line right now. I think the only other guy you'd have to look at as far as, like, on this uh, team would probably be a guy like Kevin Dotson right now. I mean, he – see where his career continues to be in the fold with the Steelers going forward. Remember, they did also release uh, Zach Banner, too, by the way, uh, as they looked at it. And uh, Zach Banner, uh, by the way, who uh, trying, trying to find right here, but yeah. Zach Bear, they saved about $5 million in cash space, according to 937 the fan that was uh, announced last week. Uh, while $1.6.25 million to count for dead money this season. Remember, he did sign a two year uh, contract, I believe it was a year ago, 
but he has been not the same guy uh, since his injury uh, just coming into this uh, team. And I don't think he's been reliable, but uh, highly uh, concerned if he was going to be with this team going forward. And remember, even when he was trying to make his way coming back from injury, it, it wasn't really promising like what he was going to be uh, for this offensive line. I mean, to be honest, yeah. I mean, Zach Banner right now, I mean, the guy had great attitude as a tackle, but at the same time, too, I, I really got to believe he just became, like, just nothing much they could count on in the long term. I mean, your best ability is availability right now. And I just really be wondering when you got a guy like uh, Kevin Dodson right now, and then you also sign a guy, like I said earlier uh, today, and a guy – I mean, for the most part, uh, going uh, into this, in Mason Cole right now, I mean, that, that is going to be a real issue right now. Remember, he is signed as a uh, center. And uh, see what uh, he, he could do uh, for this uh, team. So again, if you guys want to follow me on social media, definitely do so. You can follow me on Twitter at MassSteelCJR. And then you can also check me out on uh, Instagram at MassSteelNation. Uh, it was uh, James Daniels. There we go. Uh, he was the other guy that was uh, signed, by the way. Also, too, uh, let's let's swing over the defense right now. Uh Jerry uh, Dulek, uh, they signed uh, former Jaguars uh, outside the uh, linebacker, uh, Miles Jack. Uh, he is going to be coming in to help uh, shore up uh, the inside uh, linebackers uh, crew right now. And I would be really surprised uh, how he will be able to help like uh, with the running uh, situation right now. Uh, Miles Jack, uh, former Jaguar, by the way, uh, coming into uh, this season right now. Like I said, he's been more listed as a line, as an outside linebacker, but he's played two seasons at no linebacker uh, from 2018 and 2019, and uh, where he had at least about 107 tackles was his uh, his uh, third most uh, in his career, uh, which included uh, four quarterback hits, and then he also had a uh, tackle for loss. And then in 2019, his tackles went down a little bit. But, I mean, for the most part, he started about 82 out of 88 games right now. Uh, and and the, the feeling is, too, I mean, when you look at where the Steelers have been spending their money on now, I mean, the only other question I would think be coming in here is, can a guy like Tyron Matthews still be signed? Uh, Edward Shad seems to be thinking, like, when you look at the signings on his team, they want to get younger. Uh, they don't want to, like, sign, like, guys that are, like, uh, near – like at the twilight of their career, we're into their uh, 30s and uh, older right now. It seems like they want to have like a pretty nice, young, fresh nucleus right now. As I, as I got to tell you what, too, I mean, for a guy like Miles Jack right now, and you had a guy like Devin Bush who pretty much uh, had some significant uh, struggles uh, coming off of his uh, knee injury right now, I mean, you got, you got to look at it this way right now. I mean, Devin Bush right now is still 
not for sure if they're going to pick up his fifth-year option. But I, I think Devin Bush, I mean, for right now, I mean, who they traded up for, I mean, in the draft three years ago, I mean, you got to believe right now there's been, I mean, a little patience with the guy. I mean, his tablets did go down uh, significantly uh, back uh, last year where he's only had about 70 total tackles uh, for the season uh, playing in 14 games. And where his career high was 109 tackles in his uh, first season as a stealer right there. He had nine tackles for loss, only two tackles for loss this year. And you got to believe right now, I mean, the, the verdict is still out on this guy right now. Can he be a guy right now who can respond to uh, press right now from this team, uh, get his mind and uh, training in a uh, better spot right now going forward? Because I, I got to believe right now the, the heat is on for him this year. Uh, people are going to be watching this guy, uh, see what you do. I mean, and Joe Schober, too, by the way, uh, who they released and uh, terminated his contract. Uh, he's going to count 9.7, who's going to count $9.7 million this year and $11.2 million the following year. His release clears a $7.83 million in salary cap space right now. I got to tell you, Joe Schober, I think, I don't know about anyone else over here, but looking back at this past season, I got to believe one of the key significant uh, moments came when he was one of the players who spoke up about like how they're not taking practice seriously or they're not practicing as hard. And Joe Schober, I mean, don't get me wrong. I mean, he was a nice attraction. I mean, when they signed him in the offseason, don't get me wrong, he's a former pro bowler. But at the same time, too, listen, I don't think he's earned his stripes yet, despite being a veteran player. I mean, who is going into his uh, sixth season right now. He is going to be turning uh, 29 this year. I, I, I don't know about anyone else. Was he just out of live voice? So was it just not his place? I mean, he's played most of his career with the Cleveland Browns right now. And this is what happens. But, I mean, speaking of the Cleveland Browns, we're going to get into the AFC North in just a bit here, but I believe Joe Schober for right now, uh, when we look at it, I just don't feel like right now, was it just another case of two where it's just, well, shut out some noise here. But again, $7.83 million in camp uh, for right now. And we, we look at the cap space right now for the Pittsburgh Steelers with all that they have spent so far uh, going into it. Uh, they got about $7.2 million in cap space, which is pretty uh, solid so far. They're spending that much money. I mean, like I said, just to recap right now, if you're doing the math, if you look it up on Spotrack, $84.65 million uh, signing right now. I got to tell you what, I've, I think my favorite signing so far, I mean, it has to be uh, Mason Cole of the former uh, Cardinals and uh, center and guard. I mean, he's going to be a nice one right there. Miles Jack is going to be a nice, interesting one right there. Uh, see how much he could provide competition to Devin Bush and that inside linebacker crew and, and else. And then I would also say uh, number three, as far as, like, their other uh, signing that they did, I mean, might have to go with Mitch Trubisky. Maybe. 
I really believe right now the Mitch Trubisky signing uh, that happened last Monday, I got to believe they're looking at what the Baltimore Ravens did with their offense the last few years. Now, I was one of the guys definitely uh, shooting this down. I mean, before they even discussed the idea of having him on this team. But again, when you look about what he did with the Chicago Bears, I, I think the only thing is, too, you got to look at a guy. I mean, he is very athletic. He could utilize his legs a lot. We know all that. Uh, and then also, too, I mean, he was the Bears' only quarterback. I mean, Pro, Pro Bowl quarterback since Jim McMahon, too, by the way. I mean, which is uh, very shocking in itself. I mean, when you look at, like, what they've done as a franchise right there, I mean, Mitch Trubisky right now, for whatever reason, he's got some if factor to him. I mean, Todd Haley's loved him a lot. I mean, he's got a career 6-4 touchdown, 38 interception ratio. 6-4% of his uh, passing completed. His rating is not too bad either. He's got an 87QB rating uh, for the most part. Would still be a little bit better. Uh, 29 and 21 as a starter. Of course, over two in the playoffs. Uh, definitely, which will need to be uh, fixed up right there and polished up for a big way. But when you have the total right there, he's proof for 502 yards and where he's completed about approximately 63% of his uh, passes right there. Uh, two touchdowns, no interceptions in the playoffs. So, which is good. Good stuff right there. I'm just wondering, you know, is it still a possibility that they may have Mace Rudolph start off, that eventually Mace Rudolph transitions? Or when you pay this guy this much money right now, is he going to win the job in training camp? I mean, basically, it's, it's almost like the job is basically about his. It's his job to lose right now with all the incentives they're building in right now. I mean, when you invest uh, this much into a guy – you're, you're definitely wild, like, uh, have this guy try the wheel at your ship for the Steelers quarterback position, I feel. So let's go ahead and uh, get into it, too. And one thing, too, right now I want to look at, uh, Honey Badger, uh, Tyron Matthew, who was uh, released by the Chiefs uh, last week right now. Uh, he's going to be looking for a home right now. Uh, here would be a couple of teams interested uh, like the Colts, the Raiders right now. Uh, the Panthers uh, seem to be uh, backing out and uh, not wanting to uh, sign him right now. Uh, there's other predictions right now if you possibly go back to uh, New Orleans. But when you think about it right now, I mean, Honey Badger right now, uh, Tyron Matthew, who is a for former Super Bowl champion right now, Three-time Pro Bowler, three-time All-Pro, made most is pretty much his career with the Chiefs. Actually, I yeah, and uh, he's been with the Chiefs since uh, 2019. Played it for three seasons, uh, most of his career with the Arizona Cardinals. So he's be going into his uh, tenth season right now, uh, basically, and he'll be uh, turning 30 uh, this year by the way, and his birthday will be on uh, I mean, uh, May, May 13th. Now, I, I tell you what, I mean, Mika Fitzpatrick, I mean, this is the biggest thing right now, too. I mean, it's for right now, he still wants to be paid as one of the top safeties with him and his agent, probably like around close to or if not 
a little over the 17 million average per year mark. Remember, I mean, Nico Fitzpatrick, by the way, I mean, he played a strong safety this year. He got moved over, and I don't feel that was his natural position. But I, I do feel that uh, Mika Fitzpatrick, uh, who, by the way, if, if you bring in a guy like uh, Tyron Matthew right now, who's still fresh right now, uh, still got something left in the take. Yeah, he's going to his 30s this year, but still, I think he'd be a guy to be uh, worth the compliment, uh, help uh, being involved on the pass rush, helping out with a little bit of the run right there, being closer to the line of scrimmage right there. I mean, it, it just wasn't a natural fit for uh, Mika this year. Uh, and you look at, I mean, the numbers show right now. He made his two and only Pro Bowls and all pros as a free safety. The last time he ever started off strong safety was in his rookie year with the Dolphins. I mean, and, and you look at the numbers right there. I mean, the guy who did all this right now, he's, uh, for the most part, he's had 12 total takeaways which include nine interceptions and uh, three fumble recoveries, one playing the free safety position with the Steelers right now. Having a guy like Tyron Matthew, I'm sure, would definitely bring a lot of relief right there. And where uh, Tyron Matthew uh, could be one of those game changers on uh, defense right there. I mean, look at it right here. I mean, 75 tackles in his first year with the Chiefs, uh, went down to 62, but then he had 76 the following year. I mean – you got to take this guy right here. I mean, and the guy who could definitely just uh, make some great picks right now, 26 total career interceptions in his career, along with six fumble recoveries altogether. So it's still being filled out there. I mean, it'd be real interesting. I think uh, the Raiders, if it's not the Steelers, man, that'd be a nice uh, move right there. I mean, imagine going to a division rival right there. And, I mean, you could, like, uh, add to that. I mean, uh, for, for the most part. Uh, the Raiders, I mean, uh, Tyron uh, Matthew, uh, according to one blog here on uh, SB uh, Nation, uh, who's uh, saying with uh, Trevon uh, Morick, a uh, young deep safety who be molded into an NFL takeaway as he was in TCU, he has the speed, instinct, and tackle ability to be the free safety for a long time coming. But as far as like having someone to compliment him too, you know what Honey Badger brings to the table. And so I, I'm hoping the Steelers would be able to bring him in, and we'll see what happens on that. But speaking of which right now, uh, it was announced, too, that the Steelers, by the way, they have narrowed down their uh, – they have interviewed the following candidates for their general manager position this past week, Jerry Reese, Rick, Rick Spielman, and Doug Whaley. Now, Doug Whaley is an interesting one right now uh, who's been uh, popping back up on the radar. Uh, he has been a general manager with the Buffalo Bills uh, for four seasons, by the way. And uh, you hear him pray for, quite frequently at 93.7, the fan. Don't forget, he was also once upon a time, too, with the Pittsburgh uh, Steelers, by the way, as a pro personnel uh, core there. So he worked there for 10 years before accepting the Bills job, uh, by the way. So he he worked there from about uh, for the for the most part 2003 to 2012, and like I said, he's got a losing record. But I mean, he's been like one of the guys who's been very vocal too, as far as like about the guaranteed uh, contracts that the Steelers need to pick up on, where they need to get going in today's times. More particularly, 
DJ Watt last year. And you got like uh Andrew Filippoli who recently had uh Doug Whaley on here. Ba- basically, I mean he he was saying on 937 the fat, if I'm picking 20th, picking the best defensive player uh there. And uh that that's what he's saying. So he he's speaking defense. I would have no problem with that. And we're gonna get into uh some uh, prospects coming up in the next podcast uh, this Wednesday. We'll get into a little bit more, uh, analyze a few more positions. Uh, we'll definitely take a look at some, uh, I'll say, cornerbacks and safeties uh, for, for the most part. We'll get into that. But to be honest, no, not, not safeties, but I, I would say more like uh, run stoppers, like inside linebackers or something, or defense tackles. But uh, anyway, Doug Whaley, I probably want to pass on. I still want stuff a little bit more legit experience, to be honest with you. Not sure if I'm ready to go uh, that route. Louis Brinick was one I could probably like a little bit more. I mean, just from the football mighty, he's had what he's doing with Washington and Philadelphia right there, too. And he's had success where he's what, where he's with the, what, the commanders and then the Eagles right there. And I think uh, for, for the most part, too, when you look at I mean, uh, I I would definitely love to have Lewis Riddick on uh, for for this uh, team. I think he would definitely be a great uh, mind reader and a guy they could like uh, definitely feed off of each other for the most part. I mean, he's he's has a one hundred two one hundred five win loss record with one tie, and he has had. He's had seven winning uh, seasons altogether. I mean, in this uh, time, and has made five playoff appearances for a three and six record. But still, I mean, don't forget too. I mean, he, I'm sure he has to be part of like the process of bringing back a guy like Joe Gibbs under Daniel Snyder, and then just going over what he did with Philadelphia. So he had all together in his time with those two franchises a 13 year career uh, experience right there. And then now former Alice from Monday Night Football with Joe Buck and Troy Aikman taking over. Yeah, I believe he's looking for a job. But anyway, speaking of which, let's take a look at, I mean, the biggest news of the week, though, too, was the Cleveland Browns uh, right now, too, signing Deshaun uh, Watson right now, uh, which was expected to be where they sent a uh, first, a third, and potentially a fifth-round pick. Signs a five-year, $203 million deal where it's all guaranteed, including a $45 million sign boss. Uh, and to be honest with you, too, I mean, listen, I mean, at the end of the day, say we will about all the accusations he's got right there. I mean, imagine if he was a stealer right now, uh, how much people would be mixed most right there. I, I tell you what, at the end of the day, listen, I mean, you look at a guy like Jimmy Haslam, who's been the owner of this Browns uh, franchise. Think about the list of quarterbacks he's had to go through. Brian Menzel, Brian Hoyer, RG3, Brandon Whedon, Austin Davis, Josh McCown, Deshaun Kaiser, Kevin Hogan, Coley Kessler, Tyrod Taylor, Baker Mayfield, now Deshaun Watson right now. And uh, that is a real interesting uh, dynamic right there. 
And also, too, his, his team has only made the playoffs one time and where they're one and one right now. So we look at, but I mean, Baker Mayfield, he's uh, planned to skip OTAs and mini camps, uh, training camp, and maybe uh, more. But uh, he's trying to find a trade market. I mean, that's where we look at. I mean, the Colts just acquired Matt Ryan, uh, so that's out of the question for right now. I mean, the Colts, I think, have been doing a wonderful job trying to find quick uh, patchwork quarterback replacement the last few years, ever since beyond, like, uh, Andrew Luck. I mean, you think about, I mean, what they've been able to do right there in that regard, too. I mean, when you look at the Colts uh, franchise, I mean, for – everything that they've been able to do. I mean, when, when you look at their uh, quarterbacks right there, I mean, who they had in the last few years, they had uh, Jacoby Percent where he went seven and eight. Then they went to uh, Phillip Rivers right there, uh, took them to the playoffs only to lose in the first round in Buffalo to the Bills. And then last year with Carson Wentz right there. Definitely a lot of people were very upset with uh, Carson Wentz, the way him and his team folded on the road uh, against a winnable uh team against the Jaguars right there. But now, I mean, look at it right now. I mean, they're willing to go, like, uh, with a guy, I mean, with Matt Ryan for the most part. And uh, Matt Ryan, the guy who can still play, uh, is definitely in a bad situation. I mean, with the Atlanta uh, Falcons right now, uh, he is going to the Colts right there uh, where he's going to be playing for uh, – Two more, two more years, uh, where he's going to be uh, carrying a cap hit of $23.75 million uh, this year and $28 million the following year, and where the Colts will be uh, having them on there with uh, roster bonuses, $7.5 million uh, for each of the next two seasons for a total of $15 uh, million uh, for the roster bonus, but still. Guy like Matt Ryan right there, who's going to his late 30s, just goes to show you how desperate the Colts can be. But at the same time, they are on the ball when it comes to like uh, keeping the quarterback in position right now uh, for that time. And, and to be honest, with you, like I said, Deshaun Watson. I mean, listen, he's he's had a lot of accusations right now. You have Ben Rosberg too. I think it's different too. I mean, no matter what you say, no matter how you slice it, uh, two wrongs don't make it right. Of course. But, I mean, at the same time, too, I think Ben Rosberg, ben Rosberg did have, like I said, two, two situations where one recanted and then the other one came to a settlement. But still, I will say this about Ben Rosberg. And say what you will about his history of being a frustrating teammate to deal with in the locker room, what they uh, did. I, I will say this. I definitely do feel like right now he has grown up since then. I mean, he's... He's uh, cleaned up his uh, act a hell of a lot right now. Uh, he's been married, been raising a family. I mean, I like the Ben Rosberg I'm seeing right now than where he was when he started off in his career personally in his life, aside from like uh, how he tried to develop as a teammate and a leader. He knows with mixed baggage at times. But at the same time, too, I think uh, Ben Rosberg, for the most part, I really do believe he has learned uh, his lesson and trying to be more a better representative for the most part. But like I said, I mean, we got some stuff going into this right now as we look at it uh, coming up. 
and some other uh, AFC uh, North uh, transactions. Let's stick with the Browns right now. Uh, aside from that, uh, for the Cleveland Browns, they trade defensive end Chase Winovich, who had a year remaining, uh, four-year, $3.8 million Cybos. Uh, I mean, uh, for the most part. And then they also acquired Amari Cooper from the Cowboys, while the Cowboys received this year's fifth and sixth-round pick. I mean, sixth-round pick, Browns will be on the hook this year for $60 million, and where Cooper will be paid an average base salary of $20 million for 2024. I mean, so that, that's a pretty uh, still impressive squad. No matter what you say about the Browns, I mean, listen, you still got Miles Garrett right there. You still got some uh, pieces on this team. I mean, definitely an organization right now who are willing to try everything. But everything, the only problem is everything just finds a way it keeps uh, backfiring uh, for them uh, for the most part. And it just, just never seems to like learn right now. I mean, trying to go after bigger people. I mean, trying to get Odell Beckham Jr. a few years ago. And then, of course, I mean, for the most part, as we look at it, But we'll, we'll, we'll find out about that. I mean, uh, for the Cleveland Browns, I mean, this year, I mean, they're always been an organization that's been like a mess. I mean, at, at this, a lot of times. I mean, I mean, you got Kobe Brissett as like one of your backups right there. So he's going to be uh, backing up uh, for the most part uh, to Sean Watson. I mean, not, not that bad right there. And then you also got MJ Stewart right now, uh, quarterback, but. I mean, a pretty solid uh, move right there when, when you look at it. But I think a guy like Deshaun Watson, too. I mean, they, I mean, the thing, what's going to happen with him? The only question is, how much is he going to be uh, suspended for? How much is he going to be available for this season? The NFL has not, like, uh, made any announcement what the punishment's going to be, how many games he's going to be uh, suspended for. Uh, so we still got to wait and see about that and where this is going to take him at. I mean, Sean Watson, right now, I mean, he's been fined legally not guilty. They could still change in uh, civil court, by the way. But for right now, I, I think a guy like Deshaun Watson right now, listen, he's, he's a guy that gets another opportunity right now. The only question is where people will get frustrated over is, like, you got a guy like Colin Kaepernick who posted out a video a long time ago, I mean, about a couple weeks ago, Still, as intention about coming back to the NFL, who's been out of the NFL, I mean, pretty much for four seasons, or five seasons, I believe it was, excuse me. But still, you know what, Kaepernick, I'm going to just say this right now, once again. I really have lost a lot of interest in him. And I, I listen, he has every right to at least try and compete for a job in this league. The only question is, I mean, like, is he going to be able to will up to set aside his pride and be humble about it and uh, take take what he can get? I mean, how much does he still value, value himself as a starter right now? 
I mean, he had 72 touchdowns with 30 interceptions. It's definitely good. And Warrior Fruit for 12,271 yards. I mean, and he has missed five straight seasons, and he's got a losing record at the end of the day. But still, I think Kaepernick, here, here's the thing. He's been a great example. I mean, he's won his lawsuits. He's been a good uh, representative in uh, communities, especially black communities, minority communities. Uh, but definitely a social justice uh, hero at the end of the day. My my only biggest uh, concern I have right now is like you can't be doing things the way you want to do them. And like I said, the biggest thing that I always like uh, or I always frown at at the end of the day is when you look at like uh, three years ago, for example, uh, when you had a uh, workout that was uh, set up for scouts to be attended right now. And you decided to switch up at the last moment. I cannot be all that intrigued for someone wanting to come back right now. And, you know, we'll, we'll see. But for right now, I, I think Kaepernick right now, I, I'm at the end of the day, I want to just move on from it. I, I just feel that he has opportunities. It's just going to be more like if you come back, like what is your mold really for? Do you really want to play the game of football? I'm not saying he doesn't want, he doesn't want to play, but what are the real modes? Are you really trying to go after the NFL more legally than what you are? Are you trying to get more fi- financial uh, leverage out of this thing? Are you trying to like uh, – because the thing was, too, he had to surrender some rights, too, that I think he was hesitant that was off to him uh, three years ago when he was trying to get back into the league and work out for teams, I think, which he did not want to surrender any of his rights. I think that was a big-time problem. But you know what? Too bad. He should not have been put in this position. I mean, expressing how I felt about how, you know, there's been a lot of racism in this country, what it doesn't represent. And the biggest problem is, you know, the league was looking at that you weren't uh, being a football guy. You were talking about some other stuff right there. And that was a big turnoff for them. They wanted someone to embrace uh, football and, like, you know, like uh, suit their advertisers. But eventually they did start caring, I mean, about three years later, when they started getting in touch with Jay-Z and a lot of artists and stuff, trying to do stuff for the black uh, communities and stuff. But at the end of the day, Kaepernick right now, I mean, who's going to be turning 30 this year, about the same age as – no, he's going to be turning 35. Excuse me, 35, number third. At this point, no thank you. Not me. I I would not want to take a guy who's going to be that old right now in his career. I mean, Doug Flewey was another – Example where he had a late resurgence in his career. Never played the Canadian football for a while. Uh, for at least like uh, eight seasons. He came back in the NFL in 1998. And, you know, he came back at the age of 36. And then he finished his career until 43. His last year as a star was back in 2001 under the San Diego Chargers where he was under coach uh, – Mari Schottenheimer right there. He still had a compiled a record of 38-28 right there. 
uh, still a solid career there uh, for his uh, size. We look at everything, five foot ten, and was still a pretty darn good winner right there. And the guy who could compete lead teams, I mean, did some stuff imaginable in my opinion. But Kaepernick, I I'm not sure. I just, I just feel like if you bring this guy back, I, 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 t I kind of feel like you're gonna bring some emotions are gonna start back all over again. Maybe not as bad as before. I just don't think he would be a fit for the Steelers. I mean, I know they were Mitchell Trubisky, but no, nah, not in this situation. So I'm going to move on from that. Well, anyway, let's look at some of the other uh, stuff going on right now. The Ravens, is, for the most part, uh, they reside uh, nose tackle Michael Pierce, three-year, $16.5 million. Uh, he was lost two years ago to the Vikings where he signed a three-year deal for $27 million, but played in 2021 through opting out of the 2020 season due to COVID. He was released uh, last month, I mean, last Tuesday on uh, March uh, 15th. Prior to that, he suffered an elbow injury and was placed in injury reserve on November 13th, well, was activated December 4th. He started four games for the Vikings prior to this. They also signed free agent safety uh, Marcus Williams, former second-round, 42nd overall pick out of Utah from the Saints. His deals were five years, uh, $70 million, with $37 million of that being guaranteed. Uh, Williams, he has started all 76 games of his career. Defense ranked 29th in total and takeaways with 29, where they forced nine receptions, which ranked 26. I would imagine inside a guy like uh, Marcus Williams right there to help uh, boost them and gain some safe uh, takeaways right there uh, for the most part. I mean, Marcus Williams right now uh, going into this year, uh, as we – Look at it for the ball with Ravens, what he could do. Like I said, this guy is definitely a pick artist himself. He's got 15 total interceptions for his career. I could definitely see that working for them. Also, too, the Ravens, they acquired right tackle Morgan Moses, three year, $15 million deal with 4.3 signing bonus, while $5.5 million is guaranteed, $1.12 million base salary, 4.38 signing bonus. Uh, Moses only missed eight games out of his 121 starts. And then also let's look at, two uh, the Cincinnati uh, Bengals right now, uh, AFC champions right now going into this year, coming up short in the Super Bowl uh, versus the uh, L.A. Rams, which we're going to get to in a second as well. But for the most part, what they've been able to do in free agency right now, I mean, look at a guy like Joe Burrow has been sacked a lot. So what was one of the uh, biggest things they did right now is they uh, got uh, – they've been able to get some good uh, protection for him. They got uh, Alex uh, Kappa right now, Alex Kappa, who signed a four-year uh, $35 million deal with the Bengals, uh, including a $9 million sales bonus, and where $11 million is uh, guaranteed. Kappa, he comes from the Tampa Bay uh, Buccaneers right there. And then also for the Bengals, too, uh, as far as the offensive line, they also got center uh, Ted Karras right now, formerly of uh, New England. Uh, he is signed for a three-year, $18 million uh, deal. And then they also got uh, tight end uh, Hayden Hurst this year. And uh, that's about it. So Bengals definitely on the move right now. But then also let's look at the defending 
the champions LA Rams right now playing uh, Super Bowl champs. They released punter Donnie Heckler, which cleared two, $2.05 million of cash space. Rams day before, uh, free agency agreed to terms on three-year, $46.5 million deal, which included $30.7 million guarantee for an average annual salary of $15.5 million. They also signed former Bears Allen Robinson to a three-year $46.5 million deal, which includes $3.7 million guarantee with an average salary of $15.5 million. Well, there's still a possibility, too, they're – I mean, they're working on a uh, contract extension too for uh, Aaron Donald, uh, Stan Crocky, and them. We uh, look at it for right now. But as far as like uh, free agency goes uh, for the LA Rams, aside from that, uh, going into it right now, uh, Von Miller he is uh, left to go on to the Buffalo uh, Bills right now. Where he signed a uh, mega deal right now, a six-year uh, deal right now for $120 million with $18.525 million uh, signing bonus, $51.435 guaranteed, and the average was $20 million in 2022. He'll be joining uh, Bill's Mafia. That was definitely a uh, surprise right there. See him go uh, from the Rams on there and uh, look at – but then uh, there was also some news, I believe, about Matthew uh, Stafford right now, who they're working on a uh, time. But right now, uh, Matthew Stafford uh, reached a four-year, $160 million extension after the Super Bowl uh, win, basically, as they uh, extended him officially on March 19th. Quarterback's new deal is worth $106 million, $135 million, which is uh, guaranteed for your extension that will uh, finish his career in Los Angeles. So if you think about it, that'll be for the 2025 uh, season. Through for 4,886 yards with 41 touchdowns, which smashed his career high. And definitely uh, money in the playoffs, no doubt. All right, so let's go into it right now. Uh once again, John Clayton, just wanted to say uh, prayers and thoughts are with to him and the Clayton family. Uh, and his ESPN colleagues, more particularly Sean Salisbury right there, got a chance to meet him. Uh, definitely a sad loss in the football world uh, as we lost him this past Friday. But then also, too, uh, right now, uh, as we look at exciting news for uh, ESPN's Monday Night Football. Now, Troy Aikman, who went over right now, who jumped ship, I mean, from Fox to now ESPN, uh, able to reel in Joe Buck. Uh, and this will tie the record for the longest uh, pairing for NFL broadcasting duels, be tied with the, as they'll be entering their 21st season, which will tie Pat Sermon and John Mann. They broadcast together from 1981 to 2001. Uh, following Joe Buck and Troy Aikman, uh, the ones I looked at research, you also got the original Sunday Night Football crew on ESPN. I, I want to say original. Mike Patrick and Joe Theismann, they broadcast together from 1988 to 2005. Then you also got others on the list, too, like Jack Buck, Hake Stram on uh, CBS Radio primarily, 1978 through 1995. Right there, 
with a uh, two-year gap in between there. Uh, Al Michaels and Chris Crowsworth uh, just ended, it seems like for right now, a 13-year run from 2009. Uh, same with Jim Nance and Phil Simms, 2004, 2016. Also, one of my favorite, uh, my two other favorite pairs of Monday Night Football is Al Michaels and John Man back in 2002. I gotta tell you, man, this right here, Monday Night Football was bad. Steve Levy and Brian Greasy were not pulling the weight this uh, the last two seasons. This needed to change badly. And I, I think having a guy like Joe Buck and Troy Aikman on this right now, I, I, I love this a lot. And to be quite frankly honest you, they, they need a voice like this. And you see guys like Joe Buck and Troy Aikman, they especially got their warm-ups on practice version of football. Uh, I, I think it's a great uh, signing. But anyway, that's doing uh, it right now. Uh, Joe Buck, he was uh, definitely who got released out of his contract uh, one year earlier, which was great position uh, by Fox. Uh, Joe Buck on the move, he said, after 27 years at Fox, my goodbye on air on the network is me seen dressed as a Ram. Buck said his best singer performance that aired this week. Well, Buck has received a large pay increase, pay increase in his new deal. The Playboy Play voice says lifestyle change that joined ESPN represents should not be understated considering his wife works for the network on Monday Night Countdown. Having that kind of one centralized night to night, I mean, night to work in the Buck house and then come back and be with their twin sons was such a quality of life move for me that I couldn't really take it, uh, said the 52-year-old broadcaster joining ESPN. But that's going to do it for this edition here of the Mastial Podcast. I want a little bit extra on this one, uh, definitely for sure. Uh, plan to be back this Wednesday. We'll de- definitely look at some more prospects on the defensive side. Again, if you guys want to hit me up on Twitter, please do so. At MetaSteelCGR and on Instagram at MetaSteelCases. I leave you. Don't be trolling. Be rolling. Here we go, Sears. Here we go. I go. <laughs>